Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because I'm sharing something very exciting and a brand new series for the podcast, as well as myself, a brand new challenge to embark on. But just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited, first and foremost, to share that the Resiliency and Running hats have finally gone live. I know that I've been saying that for like a month now, ever since I shared that teaser video, but I'm really happy to say that they are live. They are on a website. It's linked in the show notes of the episode, and I've shared more about it on social media, on Instagram primarily. So if you wanted to go and follow me there, you can check out some of the really cool photos that Gabriel took. They're incredible, and it just makes me so happy when I think about how far the podcast has come. So it just means the world that you guys continue to tune in weekly and that the podcast will be three years old in August, which is pretty crazy. And so I really just wanted to create these as a way to give back to you guys. At the moment, they are only available for shipping in the UK, unfortunately, and I am working to resolve that. So I'm hoping to make them international and available to some other countries. So definitely stay tuned. But before we get into the episode, let's of course go through some highs and lows. Right, so my low for the week is kind of one that's different that I don't think I've ever really shared much about here, but I, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that I shared about a song that I discovered. It's a very popular song that's going around on TikTok right now. It is called... It's called You're Gonna Go So Far by Noah Cahan. I hope I'm saying that right, but I know that that song has been really popularly going around on TikTok, and I don't know, it kind of just made me feel sad and just made me feel kind of just sad about like the reality of what it means to live abroad and live so far away from family and sort of I don't know I think that this could be I feel like this could be a whole episode but just like the idea that I really wanted to follow my dreams and come abroad and live in London and work really hard to be able to live out that dream and ultimately truly feeling really happy sort of living my life here but also like always having that guilty feeling of not being close to home and just not being close to family and only really seeing them once a year. I think it's really sad and it is something that I've sort of lived with since about 2018 when I first left. And it's something that's really hard because I am such a family person and I love my family. And primarily my parents are like my best friends to me. And so it's really hard being so far away. And I don't know, I think it's just like, it was something that really got me the other day. And I quite literally was like, I was listening to that song and it just suddenly had me in tears. But yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, it's been a weird week. And I think that 
it's kind of just made me miss family, but also it's really made me really look forward to my trip back in September ahead of Chicago Marathon. But then on the flip side, my high for the week is that I got a new PB for my 5K at the weekend. If you guys follow me on social media, you would have seen the little recap video that I made. But essentially, my coach wanted me to test out my 10K race pace at a park run. And so I went to Victoria Dock Park Run on Saturday morning and I knew that there was there was a possibility that I could PB my 5k and genuinely I feel like I'm gonna be honest short distances are just not for me and I feel like this is also just another whole episode that I could do around like what it means to race shorter distances versus longer distances and I just I think the 5k is probably like my least favorite distance because you guys already know that I suck at like containing my speed and pace for like right at the beginning and so no matter what I will just always shoot out way too quickly and then especially with a 5k it just feels like you're sprinting for five kilometers which hurts um but we did end up with a new pb of 2209 even though my heart rate was absolutely shooting through the roof at the end but I was really proud of that and yeah just really great weekend overall and it was one of those weekends though where it just felt very busy especially Saturday where it was just like back to back to back and then I came home and like slept and then woke up Sunday and then kind of just was not feeling this long run but my coach had scheduled in a two hour or 13 mile long run and that just really really toasted my legs and they've we didn't run yesterday and took sort of a rest day and I did a recovery swim and not gonna lie my threshold session today was not easy my legs are definitely still sore but I think ultimately I'm feeling pretty positive for ASICS 10k I'm not gonna lie I'm definitely nervous I feel like the goal that I have seems pretty big in my head and I think because I've struggled so much with all of the speed workouts and just speed work in general I'm just a bit nervous about like race day but I think there are obviously a lot of other factors to take into consideration there will be crowds I'll have Gabriel there to help pace me and just I know that like there's going to be so much more kind of going for me. I'll have the adrenaline rushing through me. Fingers crossed it's not that warm of a day. But I'm hoping to do sort of an episode as well soon. Just sharing more on sort of like prep and also like obviously doing like a recap race video. And then in terms of like what comes next after that, I'm definitely going to sort of utilize the big half as an opportunity to reflect on Hackney Half and sort of share what I'm going to be changing and what the mentality and strategy will be going into the big half in September. But without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode because we are not just talking about running today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
All right. So something very, very exciting I'm finally allowed to sort of share about and I shared about on social media yesterday with a very, very cool video. But I'm going to share more here and there's going to be kind of like a whole series, I think, of episodes as well as videos to follow. But this will be sort of the first episode kicking off the series, which is really exciting. So drumroll, please. I am doing my very first triathlon this August and doing a triathlon has not only been on my bucket list for, you know, a while now, I think it's something that has always kind of felt pretty close in grasp, especially this past six months and sort of ever since my injury, I feel like it's ultimately felt like even more within reach. I feel like before I would look at things like triathlons and Ironmans as quite a daunting sort of a race because I didn't necessarily have as much of experience in cycling and swimming as I did running. And so while they both sort of sit on my bucket list of things that I want to do in my life, for a while they felt pretty out of reach until recently. And I think especially with the injury and how much cross training that I was doing, you know, there was a lot of like you know, learning how to do cycling intervals as well as swimming. And I think I've shared before that when I was younger, I used to swim on a team when I lived in California. And so I think that a lot of it is kind of cool because it's like with the swimming, it was sort of like picking up this childhood hobby that I used to do. And then cycling has kind of not been like a super hard thing for me. But obviously, as you bank on more and more miles, it definitely gets to you and you feel that soreness like all over your lower body. And so I think for a while, I've kind of just been thinking about it because kind of coming away from the injury, ultimately, I was most excited to get back into running and racing, obviously. But I think it kind of just continued to sit in the back of my mind of like, well, like, should I really just let all of that go to waste? And like, actually, I really quite enjoyed that. So hence why I kind of continue to swim at least once a week. And ever since picking up my first bike and starting my own sort of cycling journey as a cyclist in London has just been really fun and a great way to commute, a great way to sort of get a workout in and just be a little bit more active throughout my week. And it's just a really nice way to sort of see London, get to know London as well. And so something that I definitely was thinking about and I was not quiet about it and I'm not gonna lie this was something that sort of came about as an idea only really recently and when I look at like sort of the triathlon offers around the UK I've heard that this one in particular that I'm doing is quite beginner friendly which is great because I'm gonna be honest here spoiler alert I have no idea what I'm doing and So I'm doing the Challenge London Triathlon. It's the first weekend in August, I believe. And I'm really excited because I'm working with two incredible brands for this experience. I'm working with Decathlon and Velaforte. And I'm so, so grateful for just both of these sort of brand partnerships going into this because I feel like ultimately when I think of a triathlon, I think of like, okay, who, like, what's the best gear? Where do I start? And I feel like decathlon is sort of like that go-to place where you go, you go to your sporting store and you go to that different, those different sporting sections, you get kitted out. And I feel like decathlon's super great too, because they have like really great quality sort of kit but also sort of not not 
anything that's really making you spend like hundreds and hundreds of pounds on on getting new kit. I've always loved going to Decathlon. And so yesterday I was able to share that video that Gabriel and I put together. And it was just so much fun because we basically got to go and like pick out my kit at Decathlon and just had such a great time trying on like a tri-suit, for example, for the first time and a wetsuit and just all sorts of things. And so it, that was such a fun video to put together. I'm, you know, I didn't necessarily put it together. Gabriel is definitely the mastermind behind all of the editing the videography and it's just awesome to be able to work with him as well on stuff like this because it's so fun to be creative with him and it's just that was such a fun experience to do together but I'm very happy to say that I am properly kitted out and now all that's left to do is really to kind of use it and start training I'm working with Bella Forte as well because ultimately I think that like running aside just in general, when you're being active, it's so important to fuel your body. And I've just learned that more and more, not only in my journey as a runner, but just sort of in general in my life and just, you know, learning how important it is to refuel as well as fuel yourself. And something that I love about the Vela Forte products is just how real they are and how great tasting they are. Like there's no like crazy, weird chemical ingredients. And if anyone knows me, you know that I am someone who loves to eat whole foods. And I'm not saying that I'm vegan or vegetarian or any of that. I just like eating things that make me feel good. And I love Velaforte's chews and bars in particular. So I'm really excited to be working with them as well for the triathlon. And we'll be sharing a lot more about how I'm using their products to fuel for the triathlon, both in training as well as on race day. Velaforte have also been really, really kind and they've offered a discount code for listeners and followers. So I'll leave a link in the show notes of the episode, but the code is RIR20 and it will it will get you 20% off any order. So definitely do go and order some Velaforte products because I can definitely say that like their bars are next level as well as their chews. They're definitely like little Turkish delights and I absolutely love having those on long runs. And it just like it makes me feel like I'm, you know, rather than just like taking gels, it kind of makes running a bit more fun for me. And I'm, I'm ex also excited to kind of learn about how to properly fuel my body when it comes to swimming and cycling for longer amounts of time. And so I'm really excited to use their products because I know that they make me feel good. They don't give my they don't give me a stomach ache. They don't make me feel like crap. And they definitely give me the right amount of energy and just make me feel good ultimately as an athlete. And so I just wanted to say thank you to Bella Forte because I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity. And just I love that I get to work with two incredible brands. And so that's sort of the intro to the exciting news. Resiliency in Triathlon is now sort of in the works. And I am just really excited to sort of share on this journey because I think as well, it also really brought me back to why I started resiliency and running in the beginning. And, you know, I was in a place where I kind of stumbled upon distance running almost accidentally after training for my first half marathon. And I really just found myself coming back to it time and time again and really loved the feeling that running gave me. And at the time, I was quite a shy person and I didn't really know how to share that experience, but I really wanted to document it some way, somehow. And so that's how 
I started this podcast in terms of just sharing experiences, both on like the physical side of writing, but also how that ties in with my mental health. And so I'm excited because this almost feels like sort of a new chapter and a new journey for me in terms of just like sinking my teeth into a new sport and really seeing how far I can push my body and what my body's capable of as well. I think what if there's anything that running's taught me is that it just like it, it it's a sport that shows you just how strong your body is and I feel like I remember still when I was training for my very first half marathon looking at that training plan and thinking that it seemed so daunting seeing that each weekend it went from like seven miles to eight miles to nine miles to ten miles I then remembered going into those weekends and each weekend I would hit those goals and each weekend I would surprise myself again and again of just how strong my body actually is and I think that it just goes to show as well that like we can have these really sort of minuscule mindsets when it comes to what you believe your glass ceiling is in terms of what your body's capable of and what you are capable of as a person. And I definitely held myself back from doing anything longer than a 10k, for example, for almost five years. And so it feels good to challenge my body. It feels good to move it in new ways. And I'm really excited to see you know, what that means for me with triathlon training. And, you know, it's definitely not far away. It's right around the corner. So we've definitely got to get on that training ASAP. But yeah, I just wanted to also say that like, I am not an expert by any means going into triathlon training. I know that I've shared a bit here about having a running coach and that coach is primarily for running. So I do not have a triathlon coach. And this is purely just to do my first triathlon and to tick it off the list because, and I know that I will definitely do many more, I'm sure, because I definitely think that you need to do a couple of triathlons before you just jump and do an Ironman. And that's definitely something that's on the bucket list one day soon. But yeah, I just want to be very transparent as to the fact that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And I am really ultimately just hoping to amp up and do some longer cycles in July as well as some more swims and just incorporate different sorts of workouts and obviously need to practice in like open water swimming as well. So I've got plans in the diary for July. So July will definitely be a big month of cycling and swimming in addition to running. And I'm hoping that it all kind of just feeds into my overall aerobic training because technically after Essex 10K, we're going to start officially training for a Chicago marathon. And so the big half will really just sort of act as like a sort of a test race to see where I'm at really. And I'll sh again, I'll share more on that when I speak more about that race in particular and just reflecting on Hackney Half. But lots of exciting things this summer and I, it just makes me so excited because it feels like I'm doing what I love most is just moving my body and running and trying new things and so I wanted to just save the last portion of this episode for a Q&A. I just stuck a question box on my Instagram story the other day and I want to again preface and say that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. So um, the first question asks where to start when buying a bike? Sizing, carbon versus metal, do you clip in. So when I looked into buying my very first bike, I think first thing was that I knew that I didn't want to buy new just because I didn't at the time I hadn't signed up for my first triathlon yet. And when I bought this bike, it was primarily just to commute and just to kind of 
allow me to cycle around London a bit more. I think the triathlon was at the back of my, of my mind, but I really wanted to see if I actually truly liked cycling on my own bike and like if I could maintain a bike, if I could, you know, learn how to like lock it up properly and stuff. And I think like another sort of element to that is that bikes get stolen in London all the time. And so I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on a brand new bike just to have it stolen. So I got mine off of Facebook Marketplace. I'm literally just looking at it because I actually have it sitting with me in my office but it is the it's the OCR giant compact road bike and I got it in a large and this was something that I didn't know about biking either is that there's sizes to bikes and this is just for some reason something that I never knew but it all has to do with like your height and so in terms of buying this bike, I looked for a medium or a large. And then once I found bikes that I was interested in, it was really important that I went and tried them properly in person. And so I did that with this bike and it felt really good overall. And I just felt like it was the right one. And it was at a decent, it came at a decent price and it came with a lot of bike accessories from the previous owner as well. So I thought that it was a pretty good deal for my very first bike. I'm going to be honest and say that I have no idea like what the preference is or what is the right answer between carbon and metal because again like I am a complete newbie to this and I feel like I am just not like the right person to answer this question um, but I do not clip in they're just regular pedals and I just tend to wear sort of either just like whatever sort of shoes that I'm wearing whether it's my converse or athletic shoes if I'm like actually going for a proper cycle and by athletic shoes I just mean like running shoes that I own and so that's kind of I know that that's such a like broad answer but I think I just want to be very transparent in the sense that like I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know I'm not an expert in this but I want to share sort of as much of this experience in terms of like actually just like biting the bullet and getting into triathlons as possible. The next question says what criteria did you consider when buying a bike? So again for me obviously size is a big part is just making sure that it is going to fit me properly. I think as well I wanted to make sure that I wasn't necessarily buying a bike from someone who had it stored away in a shed for years because I'm again not someone who knows very much about bikes so I'm not prepared to you know put all this labor into it and take care of it and sort of get new parts for it and that sort of thing like I wanted something that was pretty much ready to ride and was in pretty good condition. I think as well it was obviously important to have things like the brakes working and the gears working and I think that I'm still sort of learning how all of that works and like what it means and what it even looks like to oil your chains and what that sounds like when your bike needs oil on the chains. And so again complete like work in progress still but I think for me I wasn't too keen on a bike that necessarily I don't even like I don't even know how to explain this and this just goes to show how little my bike knowledge is but I can't explain but like my handlebars come out front so I kind of it forces me to lean forward and I wanted to get a bike that didn't have sort of like normal handlebars that you would you know necessarily see on like a bike that you read in central London like the Santander bikes or Lime bikes. I wanted one that curved out forward so that I could practice sort of cycling and being in that position and again it was all with the mindset and having that at the back of my mind of like 
I'm interested in triathlons. I don't know if it's for me. I don't even know if cycling is for me, but I want to see if this is something that I'm even remotely interested in and if it's something that I can actually properly get into. And I, I can definitely say that after a month, I really love it. And I love just like how how strong I feel on the bike, how athletic I feel. And I feel like cycling as well has given me such a newfound love and appreciation for my strong legs. I've probably spoken about it before, but I've always struggled in terms of like being confident with my muscly legs. But I feel like cycling is definitely like a sport where I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty glad to have legs that are strong, especially going up some of those hills in London. So and the last question asks about a breakdown of cost in terms of getting into triathlons. Um, the question says, it would be good to see a breakdown of cost getting into triathlons. I keep being put off by the price. Yes, this is something that actually was pretty shocking to me too, which is hilariously ironic because I feel like anyone that runs a marathon or just like runs races in general you know that they're not going to be inexpensive like it is always going to be expensive at the end of the day and I feel like I also laugh at myself because I'm like I already know that running is an expensive sport and now getting into triathlon is going to be even more expensive and I don't even want to know how much an Ironman is because I feel like that's probably so much more expensive but in terms of the Challenge London race I want to be, first of all, transparent that Velaforte was really great and part of my brand partnership with them and working with them for this triathlon series is that they are covering my place. But I wanted to share that in terms of like when you look at the triathlon race page in terms of like different distances and what you're not you're kind of looking to do depending on what you want to do in terms of like if it's a sprint triathlon if you're doing it in a team it's all going to be different in terms of pricing I'm doing the Olympic triathlon which is kind of like the standard distance so this came to I believe it was 126 pounds and there was sort of an extra add-on six pounds because you have to sort of be a part and this is for the UK but you have to be like registered to a triathlon associated of some sort and because this is my first one this is me sort of also getting registered for that as well and so yeah I want to be transparent with that and 100% they are very expensive and like wetsuits probably range from like anything from like I think it cheapest probably like 100 pounds is what I saw at decathlon and so it's definitely not a cheap sport by any means and so I think I want to also highlight that in this series as well just talking about like and like obviously like upkeep of a bike is going to be expensive say I go out for a long cycle and I pop a tire or I, you know, God forbid I get into an accident, but I think that there, these are all things that I now have to think about that I never thought about with running because I feel like with running, it's like, okay, I'm buying gels, I'm getting new shoes or new, you know, gear and that's sort of like where it stops. Whereas like triathlons, you have to think about like that plus the cycling plus swimming. So there's quite a lot of things to think about. And even going for open water swimming anywhere in London, like some of the places that I'm looking, I have to get a membership. I have to, you know, pay to use these open bodies of water. And so I'm definitely going to be highlighting that in this series and just showing like reality. This is not a cheap sport, but definitely something that I've just always wanted to get interested in, that I've always been interested in getting into. And so I will share more on that sort of in this series and in some of the videos to come, but really exciting stuff. And I'm super excited to share more. So definitely stay tuned, but I'm going to wrap up the episode there for today. And just because I, again, 
I'm still learning and I don't have very much knowledge to share as of yet, but I feel like that will all come in due time. So if you have any more questions or you have anything specific that you want me to cover in relation to triathlons as like a newbie to the space, definitely shoot me a DM, send me an email, whatever is best for you. But again, I just wanted to say thank you so much again for tuning in weekly. The podcast continues to grow, which is amazing. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited. You can check out the link in the show notes of the episode for Resiliency Running merch if you're based in the UK. And then if you would like to order some Vela Forte products, which I highly recommend whether you're training for a triathlon or just running in general, even hiking, I love taking their bars for hikes. Um, you can check out the link in the show notes of the episode and get 20% off your next order. But without further ado, I will see you in the next episode and hope that you have a lovely week. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, all links mentioned in the episode will be linked in the show notes of the episode. And if you ever have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM or an email. But thank you again for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.